0: We don't do that here. But the <laughs> Radio voice. Radio
1: energy. All right. We are back. This is going. Is this going to be our final episode of the year? I think it is. It might be.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so we're going to be doing some picks, awards. This is the ultimate fucking casual. Who would that be? That would be me. I'm Leo, joined by my good buddies here, Chief and Nathan. Uh, they've been schooling me up all year, and we're going to see how my end-of-year picks stack up to theirs, and we'll see just how much of a fucking casual I really am. So, but first, we have some a bit of stuff to review, and that is, uh, really quickly, there was a heavyweight Muay Thai fight on the 8th. I recommend checking it out. Uh, but UFC Fight Night at the Apex on December 9th. This was supposed to be in... I saw Singapore. I heard someone say it was going to be in China. Doesn't matter. This was supposed to be one of those big like Asian showcases. But let's go from the bottom up here. Andre Muniz gets the split decision over the Iron Turtle, Park Junyong. Tim Elliott, submission one. Over one named China person, Sumu Derji, I think. Uh, I think that's what it was, but uh, it was... Strange, I was expecting more. Like, if you're going to be a mononym, like you, you better be able to back that up. Uh, Nasrat Hakparast, KO1 over slang for Bullshit, Jamie Malarkey. Nothing here? All right. Khalil Roundtree. I'm sure you guys were chomping at the bit for that one.
0: Yeah, let's get to the good stuff. KO3. <laughs> so that was... Uh... Like, we both picked him by knockout. I mean, he really is such a uh, an explosive fighter, and it seems like he's entering maybe, I don't know if it's a second prime. He's entering some kind of prime uh, for as old as he is. Um, but he he's really just seems like he's getting better. And, man, like, if you want to talk about, like, a dream fight, I mean, him versus Alex Pereira at light heavyweight. I don't oh. know how realistic that is, but what a fight that would be. This
1: was against uh, Anthony Smith, right? He came in on mm-hmm. late notice, or was that oh, was he
0: always the guy? Yeah, Anthony yeah, Smith no, came no. in on late notice again.
2: All right, cool. He's a he's a the company man, is Anthony Smith? He's there was all that one we talked about last time where um, he didn't he chose not to um, take the drinker. take the belt from Joan. Yeah, yeah, and he's done some. I think this isn't the first time he's come in on late notice into the UFC. I think he saved the bacon with a few fights quite like, pretty late on. So he's definitely uh, held in high regard by
1: Dana. Yeah, his last fight before Roundtree was also a short notice one. That one was, I think, on the Holloway card. Where Korean Zombie retired. But uh, Roundtree, like, yeah, had second wind. I don't know that much about his career in the years before, but with him getting Dynamite wins... And Pereira also getting dynamite wins. I mean, it's only the, the only logical conclusion is that they're going to throw them in with each other, even if it is yeah, just going to be Roundtree getting his ass kicked.
0: Well, it'll depend if uh, Pereira is still the champions or even still a rounded light heavyweight for that matter and not moving up um, because he's got looks like he's got seven guys in front of him right now, or eight guys in front of him.
2: Yeah, I think Dan will uh, make an exception and have him skip the queue, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> a,
0: or maybe he throws him straight in with Yawn, and then that like gives him the bump he needs to justify the title fight.
2: Yeah, that would be a good move for him, I think.
0: Uh,
1: anything more on Roundtree before we hit the main event? Uh, I don't know, is there a lot to say on the main event?
0: There's not a whole lot on the main event. It's a very uh, Expected. uninspired performance. Expected, but also, like, not very interesting either. For a rank 7
1: uh, coming up against number 14, you'd think that there would be, like, levels to the levels to the game, right? But that def- doesn't seem to be the case. Oh.
2: Yeah, it was, it, it, I think all three judges scored it, like, 50-45. I was one of them even wider than that, I think. I it think was, one of it them took a one off of five. Uh,
1: Gutierrez. Yeah,
2: It was a pretty, I hesitate to say boring watch, but it it was a bit snoozy.
0: Oh, it was definitely boring. I won't even dance around it. It was a snoozer. (laughs) Yeah, it was grimy for sure. But that is that for that one.
1: I'm actually a bit excited to get to 296 here. So uh, I'm going to tease myself just a quick KO one in one FC. It was another Muay Thai fight. These were the smaller guys. Also an, an entertaining one, so worth checking out. The card overall was pretty good. All right, UFC 296. Woof. Um, I'm going to start from the bottom. Dustin Jacoby. Why did I have him highlighted? And he ended up being like on a prelim, but he lost to Alonzo Uh Cody Garbrandt. K-O-1. Brian Kelleher.
0: He's back,
2: Cody's yep. back. <laughs> uh, somebody asked Dana about it after in the post fight press. I think somebody said that he looked like the, the Dominic Cruz Cody again. I mean, he's been knocked out a fair few times since then. I don't think we'll ever get that form of Cody back, but you know, he's exciting to watch. You know, he's even knocked people out, or he's going to get knocked out brutally. So, I'm all for it. Throw him, throw him back in the top five for me.
0: Goodness. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't have expectations on how far he could go, but I'm just here for the ride. Just as far as far as as long as it goes, I'm here for it. The candles burning at both ends for him. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, he's been through a lot of wars. He's been badly knocked out several times. So it's like could be a last hurrah. It's probably not going to end well for him, but I'm not going to focus on that now. Just focus on the (laughs) good times. All we have it
2: he yeah. he he um he, he spoke about um, how his dad or his uncles I think it was they used to take him to like um, they used to take smokers essentially he was younger like around 14, 15 and that he'd go and do like multiple ones per weekend so like I think this is a guy that's just been in way too many gym wars before even he got like, to like, the UFC level I mean never mind what like at um, Team um, Faber's gym where he was with uh, TJ's but I think
1: this is a guy who's just eaten way too many shots over here yeah that, I mean that would make sense he he burned it started burning it early and that's what are you going to do, you can only take so much punishment alright, speaking of punishment Mr. Freedom himself Josh Emmett rung freedom's bell Bryce Mitchell gets stopped in one. Good night, Bible man. Yep. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: a little Stop short, maybe ahead. a
0: yeah, maybe a uh, little uh, preview for our uh, end of year picks. But this is my KO of the year. I mean, <laughs> oh, uh, it just you—it's know, hard. You don't see such an insanely violent knockout like that. like we've seen crazy head kick knockouts people go limp but like mitchell was like he was like seizing for like a minute afterwards i mean like it's before he hit the canvas his his toes were just like stiff like that's when you know it's bad when their whole body just is seized up in one position and it was a uh no no setup at all he just you know emmett threw his trademark overhand right like and bryce just walked straight into it and i mean you couldn't have a more picture perfect knockout than that.
1: I think there was, I think yeah. that was a weekend of crazy knockouts in the, oh yeah, the, the, the prelims. There was more.
0: Yeah, the, the UFC prelims and especially in the boxing area, there's a lot of great knockouts.
1: Yeah, December 16th was a good one. Good way to close the year.
2: Yeah, I very rarely cringe at chaos, but that was one of the ones that really I. I... I almost couldn't look at it after it had happened. That was a really brutal one. Maybe one of the most brutal ones we've seen all
1: the Yeah, I think... I I hate to try to do this, but I always try to find silver lining in really terrible situations. This might be a good reminder (sighs) for everyone. This is not a fucking game. You don't play MMA, fighting, boxing, any of that shit. This shit ain't a game. So, like next time you want to shit on somebody for whatever reason, maybe you remember what they're putting themselves through for your entertainment.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, well, I don't know if I can say, speaking of entertainment, with Patty the uh, Batty Pudlet, uh, gets the UD uh, over Tony Ferguson. What a fucking garbage fucking person. <laughs> My God. Um,. I was uh, trying to gear myself up to come in hot and uh, really ride the Paddy train just to fuck with Chief over here. But, goodness gracious, I cannot I cannot put myself... I cannot sign off on this person for really anything.
2: Uh, I'm going to surprise you here. Um, I was very impressed with uh, some of the work Paddy did. Um, very impressed. But one thing we need to bear in mind just before we go into this fight and you know they show the sort of tail of the tape before the um, before the fight starts and the thing that jumps out at me is Tony Tony's 11 years older than Paddy yes. and Tony's on a seven fight skid and he's been extremely brutalised in most of them seven fights maybe only the one did he really take that much punishment compared to the other ones but I think the story of this is Tony look at extremely weathered and yeah. I don't know whose decision it was to bring Goggins in to put him through arguably the hardest training camp he's probably been in in his life but I can only see a world where that would accelerate that you know the downfall of him I, I, I really don't see how I'm bringing a guy like that in could benefit Tony. The guy that was known for overtraining anyway I mean you can find countless videos with kicking metal poles on the internet as skin conditioning in quotation marks you know so it just felt a bit disgusting to me whoever I, whether tony making that decision or not clearly he doesn't have either he doesn't listen to he doesn't have good people in his corner that are checking him because that decision just it, it we, we we said last time it was going to be a recipe for disaster pretty much didn't we yes and, we'll <laughs> and
1: goggins uh, more than anything, like yes, he's Navy SEAL or whatever, and really awesome at marathons and Ironmans and triathlons. That has very little to do with fighting, and that has that takes very little of Tony Ferguson's physical condition into account. Absolutely pointless. More did more harm than good for Tony in that.
0: Yeah, I feel like if there's any area that was lacking in Tony Ferguson's game, which there are areas now, but the, the thing I would say last would be his motivation. Like, he doesn't need a guy like Goggins to fire him up. He's, he's, like, perpetually fired up, you know? Even if he hasn't been showing it in his last couple press conferences. I mean, this is not a guy that needs extra motivation to go and fight and get his head kicked in. Um, and... I, it's just sad to me because it's sort of like a, you know, you can't teach teach old dog new tricks. And it's like you can't take the overtraining out of Tony Ferguson. If anything, he's just going to overdo it even more the, the older he gets. He doesn't know any other way than just going completely all out in his conditioning. If I just put more time in, more
1: time in, I can do it. If I just put in more time this time, I can do it.
2: The thing is, it, it's even worse than that because... Arguably, you, you could make the kick. Tony is a little bit like Colby in the sense that his greatest weapon is his cardio, and it allows him to just put a relentless pace on guys. Like Even even Tony, right into the end of the third round, even when he's been beaten up badly, even in the fight against Gagey, right until the end, he's still coming forward. You'll never see Tony look at him and go, oh, yeah, He looks he looks tired. He never looks tired. So why did they thought they needed to bring somebody in to help massage his gas tank? Just... It seems stupid to me, and on, on that, I think if you looked at Paddy, even towards the end of the second round, even the midway point, of the second round, I thought Paddy was starting to gas quite a lot, yeah. and by the time the third round came around, he was really sort of moving away and hanging on a little bit, and Tony was starting to catch him with shots as well.
1: I actually stopped keeping notes on that one. at after, it, The middle of round three, I stopped looking for things to try to take note of, like, you're not doing anything worth talking about here. But the control of round two, I noticed that, and like that, as he held control of Tony, who was making it as difficult as he could, he, Patty, not able, being not being able to finish this, I think, is pretty telling of his ceiling. If that wasn't already clear for anyone,
2: Tony knocked him down in the first as well. I mean, (laughs) you can say it was a flash knockdown, but he still walked right into a shot from not one of the quickest strikers in the world. (laughs) yeah
0: and you, you can't be like completely gassed in the beginning of the third round against a guy 11 years your senior i mean that's just not <laughs> you can't do that and expect to go very far in the sport i mean uh, if you're gonna be walking into some, some shit here. oh sorry go ahead
2: let's let's give him some praise he, he he clearly looked at tony's legs and thought i can abuse them and he was landing some brutal leg kicks all the way through the first and the second he was also he seemed to really after the leg kicks he seems to be quite reliant on landing one twos on on tony as well i noted that tony really had zero head movement whatsoever um it, paddy isn't a great striker let's be honest but he, he sort of put a bit of a striking clinic on tony and then when this was a grappling exchange initiated and before this fight, I'd have sort of said I'd rated Tony's jiu-jitsu game higher than Paddy's, even if Tony's on a big, you know, physical slide. Paddy just melted through him. Like, Tony never even... There was one point in the second round, I think, where he almost he almost had um, Paddy in Mission Control, which is a, a position in um, Eddie Bravo's 10th uh, Planet jujitsu system. But Paddy just sort of shrugged it off but he didn't look bothered he never looked troubled at all the patty on the on the floor and that really sort of surprised me. He ended the
1: he's round, clearly uh, on in mount. Continue,
0: sorry. Yeah, I was just saying he's he's clearly worked on like he knows what he's good at, right? Yeah. And he, he has worked to some extent of you know, refining those skills and he, he's at least got the IQ, the ring IQ to to know he—that's what he needs to do, right? Even if it's not flashy, even if he's going out here and saying, "Oh, I need to make up for my last performances because they weren't entertaining." At the end of the day, he's going to do what he needs to do in order to win. Yep. And there is something commendable about that because a lot of guys don't don't get that.
2: Yeah.
1: They want the the accolades and the cheering.
0: Or they're I, just, I or they're just stupid. <laughs> like they just. <laughs> Oh hey, I could lay kick this guy all night, and then they just don't for some reason.
2: We we mentioned it last week. Um, Paddy's body looks very different this time around. I don't know if you thought the same thing, Nathan. I thought he looked like quite a lot thicker.
0: He did. He, he, looked, he looked He looks pretty solid.
2: Yeah, and I know he's not, or I think he's been making an attempt at not sort of yo-yoing on his weight, like in between times. I don't know whether that's a side effect. Maybe he's on pets. question mark, or not, but he definitely looks noticeably different this time around. Um, I can't think what he's got. I've his seen Gaston pictures like of his older
1: fight. fights, and yeah, he's, he's got the barrel chest. I think that was what I had asked you about.
2: Barrel body, and I like to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. like, Emmett's got it as well.
0: Yeah, he he's definitely got a physique too that looks like there is no, like, there's not really a lot of weight training uh, that's actually happening here. It looks like he's just spending all of camp getting down to weight, you know? So he's, like, looks weirdly thin. But this time around, he actually looked like he, like, looked natural for the weight. He didn't look, like, drained or yeah. he didn't look, like, odd for his
2: size. He looked drained at the weight. He looked he looked very thin at the weight, but it was clearly just water weight.
0: But he, mm-hmm.
2: I did, I, he, did, he looked very sucked in in the face and usually that's it's gonna sound really counterintuitive but when they're really sucked in the face it's usually a good sign, <laughs> oddly
0: right because everything everything there is like just muscle and the water you recoup yeah. overnight yeah hmm.
1: anything more on uh, patty before we move on to mr wonder boy oh all right well yeah. shavkat Rachmanov submits the Wonderboy. Oh,
2: this is a yeah. tough one. Is this the yeah. end of an era? So, okay, shall we Maybe. start with the one good thing that Wonderboy did? There was that there was that side body kick that he landed that sort of sent Cat across the cage. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else Wonderboy did.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is the end of an era. I mean, this feels like an older guy getting passed by a new generation for sure, but... He also didn't take a whole lot of damage here so i mean we still may yet see another couple good performance out of him but my takeaway really was just like like got's like he's stupid good and he's like a, i mean i, I can't believe i'm comparing got to patty but he knows he, he's got a his ring iq is exceptionally high like he did not for a second think i'm gonna try and strike with wonder boy he's like I can take this guy down, I can hold him there, I can submit him quick. And that's what he did. He was, you know, all business, no no frills, no flash. He's like, I'm gonna go straight to the strategy that gets me my victory. And he went and just dominated him. This is the and... Kazakh wrestler guy? Yes. Yeah. But he's not he's not just a wrestler. He has some really exceptional striking skills. And so some of the build up to this fight was, well, are we gonna see him attempt to uh Fight uh, Thompson in his own game, and there was none of that. He just was all business. I'm gonna take you down, I'm gonna submit you, I'll make this yeah. quick. And so, he's like, I mean, he's sort of the boogeyman of the welterweight division, and I mean, this kind of just cements it. Like, he's he doesn't he doesn't fuck around, he's gonna come and try and take you out any way he sees fit.
2: There's, there's him and Hamzat, right? If if Hamzat is gonna campaign at 170 pounds again. I don't know whether he's gone 185 full-time, but yeah, those two are definitely... If I was Leon, I'd definitely be worried about those two.
0: Anything more on uh, Shafkat and Wonderboy? I'm just glad Wonderboy didn't get, like, thrashed. Like, he, he really could have been thrashed in that fight, but thankfully he just... It was a bit of a merciful end. So...
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. Wonder is not only, like, is he great to watch and he's got really unique sort of karate sort of bouncing style, but he's a really good guy at heart as well. Yeah, really they were talking about dude, that so. on the
1: broadcast. Like, he drives the school yeah. bus for needy kids or something.
2: I don't think he's ever said a swear word in his life. He's, <laughs> he's that sort of person.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Better man than me.
2: <clears throat> yeah, for <same. laughs>
1: Uh, right. The co-main event, Alexander Pantoja, the flyweight champion, beats Brandon Ball. I don't know a whole lot about these guys, so I can't really speak on their positives or negatives.
0: Uh... You know, I'm kind of right there with you, Mr. Casual. Um, <laughs> it was interesting because I think we talked about this when Pantoja won the belt, but he was like an Uber driver, like not that long ago. Yes. Um, and I don't know, somehow he got enough windfall to continue his MMA career. And now here he is as a champion. Um, you know, he looked good. Um, he had to adjust early because Roy Vol, uh put a lot of pressure on him, but you know he adjusted and he kind of, you know, did what the champion has to do and adjust mid fight. And once he did that, he was seemed like he was in control for the end of the last two rounds.
2: But yeah, not much yeah. else to say besides that. He, the first fight he put he put on just a frantic pace from the start. Of the panto he, he just comes out of the he comes out of the traps like a ground. He he sort of does seem to slow down a little bit or it, he. He's one of them weird fighters where he looks gassed and then like out of nowhere he'll just launch like a really sort of energy filled burst and sort of go at the guy. Um he's landed a lot of body kicks and seemed to be sort of looking to initiate the tracking exchanges from that. And I think on the ground it wasn't really a contest. I mean that Roy Val had like a moment or so where he managed to get on top, but for the most part most part that, it was just Pantosia ranging strikes down from top position and trying to advance into submissions. He nearly, got a, uh, he nearly got a choke near the end of the fourth or fifth round, I think it was. But um, just to wriggle out of it. But it was, it was a pretty dominant display without anything too flashy coming from the champ.
1: Well, there you go. Getting the job done. Uh, to the main event. To the main event. Colby <sighs> the Americant Covington fails to collect his big beautiful champion most wonderful championship belt you've ever seen greatest goldest belt of all time they said you couldn't have a belt this gold nobody That's, uh,
2: <laughs> no no, where you did going Did a little
1: doing. bit of trump talk there you may even get tired of winning <laughs> no we're gonna keep on winning you're gonna be tired of gold title belts but he does not steal it, take it back from the champ, Leon Edwards.
2: He did nothing to the champ. I mean, he started off thinking it was the main event. It was the main non-event, I'd say. Colby, he just, do we think Pretty he flat. injured, maybe? He, a, a flat doesn't even come close. I mean, I think that's I Start. he He landed like 40 strikes out of what, 120, I think, across the whole five rounds. I mean, if you watched the Colby fight before, usually throws like, 120 strikes per round. Yeah, right. that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. This, this was an all-time no-show uh, from yeah, a contender. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was, yeah. like... And, you know, I, I can't ever say I expected to see Colby fight this kind of fight. Like, I, I never think thought that this is how he would go out. But, like, um, part of the reason I... Couldn't really get my vote off of Leon was that, like, you know, Colby's getting up there in age. He's been through a couple harder fights, and it's like, what is he at an older age? And uh, is this it? I mean, is this all he has left? It's like, you know, because if it is, I mean, if he, I know that there have been talks about him and Shavkot fighting. Like, he's going to get destroyed by Shavkot if he gets thrown into oh. that next. Oh, goodness. And, and, he, he was like calling out uh, Wonder Boy for some reason after the fight. Uh, I'm not sure he wins that either if this is the kind of performance he puts on. Like where's <coughs> every good attribute that you think okay he, he could at least fall back on this. He didn't have his cardio. he didn't really have his chain wrestling. There's no you know grounded pound there wasn't uh, his one two was non-existent like what's what was he trying to do here? Was he just trying to make an appearance just to see Trump? Which was would have been really sad if that was the case because Trump left like mid post fight speech. <laughs> Trump got out of there.
1: Yeah, well, you're... the guy that was like your biggest fan dips out or doesn't show up for the fight. So like, why the fuck am I going to stay for you?
2: Cause... Well, it, Trump's brand is like I'm a winner and it's never admitting defeat and it's you know always been on top and it's like that sort of thing, isn't it? So Colby loses. He he can't associate himself with that with because loser, that's, that's right. a that's ne- negative to the brand, yeah. Um Colby I mean, they made a point of I think Dana said it in the post press like, conference. she said that Colby looks slow and old. Doesn't anything look slow and old? It just looked completely flat, he looked like he had zero cardio. And they made a point of saying I think over six hundred days since the last time he fought. That's that's a big gap. You know, and you can do the spot all the sparring camps that you want, but at his age, you need to be active. You need to be competing. That was probably the biggest, um, also the biggest fan of his i would say, before this fight. Just an activity. He clearly he looked like he had ring rust. to me, mm-hmm.
1: was he out from injury or what? What was the reason? No, nope. no,
2: nope, he just won Waited a
0: championship out. fight. Oh my god!
2: Yeah, oh. he uh, he he did the he made weight for Leon Usman two at the start of this year he was that, the backup for that of and I think that was what sort of guaranteed him his shot next because I think that's a similar deal to what they've done for Bilal because he was the stand-in for this fight as well. I hmm.
1: So, Colby didn't want to go to the debates. He just wanted to show <laughs> up for the, the election. Um, that's right. Well, The day before, uh, Rudy Giuliani got hit with a really steep ruling 150 mil so he might have been sad about that
2: does he have that sort of money i don't think he does though. no he?
1: he absolutely does not <laughs> <laughs> uh anything more on ufc 296
0: before we get into our picks
2: i think uh, for colby oh, for oh
0: oh! if you have a, a fighter comment go ahead i'll save mine for uh, late after
2: it was more. I think you you said about who does he fight next. He was on that Wonderboy and there was maybe Shogun. Surely the only fight left to him that sells is the Poirier fight because those two have got beef. They used to train together. They both hate each other. It sells a fuck ton of pay-per-views. Surely that's the only fight that those two that he's got left, Colby.
0: That would be the good money fight to do. Um, do you think it would happen at a catchweight, or do you think he'd pull Poirier all the way up to welter?
2: You say pull Poirier all the way up to welter, but is a, uh, I mean, how he ever made forty-five, I'll never know. And I, th- I think he said that he wears, even when he wears him for uh, lightweight, he's like one hundred and eighty pounds. Good, yeah, he's a big boy. the cage. he's a, he's he, a big, he's a big lightweight. Yeah, he can make welterweight no problem. Oh
0: That's probably goodness. not a bad time to do it because he's like way back on the queue for title shots to Islam. Because at least Gaethje and Oliveira are both ahead of him, and then after yeah. that. Islam's making these statements like, well, I don't want to fight. I I'm not interested in rematches. I'm interested in new guys. So, you know, he may get iced out there.
2: Well, unless the only other thing that you said Pore might possibly have is the Conor 4 fight. But who. who
0: no shot.
2: Do you see what's going on there? Like, you know, Connor coming out and saying he wants to be on the UFC 300, but the UFC is saying he's not on it. So, not knows?
1: For mm. Edwards is uh
0: Bilal Muhammad next up? I think I think Bilal's his next fight. Yeah. They can't avoid giving Bilal a title shot any longer.
1: So is it gonna be the ultimate fucking snooze
2: fest? Yeah. Well they fought last time and it got um it got stopped because did Leon pluck him in the eye, I think. Is that what happened?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah Leon was winning, though, if I remember rightly. But, um, it's funny you mention about what next to Leon, because Islam has said that maybe he wants to go up and fight at welterweight as well. Uh, which will be interesting.
0: That would be pretty interesting, but I hope that doesn't happen until he gets a couple more fights in at, at lightweight. Yeah, particularly yeah, the second Charles fight. Oh, Isla moving up.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm oh. pretty I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
0: awesome. he, he has he has made statements like that, but man, I wanna see him versus I wanna see him fight Oliver again. I'd love to see him fight Gaichi, and then I wanna see him fight Armin Saryukian. I mean
1: those are oh, three yes. excellent fights. Absolutely fight, Saryukian. Yeah.
0: Uh wealth. Uh, I guess before we move on, um do we want to talk about... Uh, or do we want to save this for a post-pick discussion? Kind of the uh, the, the trash talk that surrounded this a event. Call. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: let's do it right now. I want to hear about that. I didn't pay attention to it, so I didn't see.
0: So um, what essentially happened yeah, you, you, was... I'll, I'll set the stage for the, the stuff that happened in the, the press conference, and we'll go from there. So Colby's doing his usual trash talk, and he says something like, I'm going to take you to the seventh layer of hell. And while we're there, we can say hi to your dad. And if you don't know, Leon's dad was killed when he was 13. Holy and like some. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe one of the wildest things that occurred. What? That an actual press conference. Yeah. And you know, I mean... Leon immediately like threw his water bottle at him and stood up and got in his face and stuff. And they had to be separated.
1: Understandable. Um, Completely understandable.
0: Yeah, and the next day they, or maybe it was the same day, they had a uh, the press conference for like the next three UFC fights. And Sean Strickland and uh, uh, Driacus Duplessis were were on the stage and they were talking. And Driacus, after Sean went on this speech about how you know he was abused and he doesn't want other people to like be abused, he made a statement something along or something to the effect of like. Oh, like, at least my dad didn't molest me or something like that. And, you know, so wow. just, a, you know, all around classy yeah. talk. Holy and, shit. Uh, and then, you know, during the actual main card, you had Strickland and Duplessis putting on a better main event than the actual <laughs> that main I event. I didn't
1: see. <laughs> like, a, that was amazing. Strickland asked the lady in between them to move aside.
2: Yeah, he has to go with his yeah. wife and kid. Okay, could you scoot sk- sk- out of the way,
1: ma'am? What a the guy! Jumped in.
2: Excuse me, miss. Please get you and your son out of the way while I kick this other guy head in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would not want for you and your child here to be hurt. My ire is directed at one person. What? Yeah, wow, so... man, that's fucking classy stuff. I've I've heard some, some wild shit in boxing press conferences but holy shit, nothing, I don't think I've ever heard anything
0: like that
2: yeah, was, oh no, uh... there's, been, there's been stuff said like that in boxing presses before or I, at least stuff I'd to that anyway um, but yeah, I mean uh, me personally they're about to fight each other does it really matter what words they said in the grand scheme I mean it does, but I'm kind of there, like, not that I condone saying things like that, but in that sort of environment where this other guy is going to try and take years off your life with the damage he's going to do to you, if you try and get in his head and put him off, even if you have to say some pretty deranged fucked up shit, is it really that bad?
0: I don't know if, like, it's bad in terms... Of, it's certainly not bad in terms of business, right? Because, like, the UFC is yeah, going to oh, put that in, in promotions and stuff like that. I think the thing for me is, like, maybe this is, like, old school. I don't know. Or maybe just, like, a... I don't know. My good side trying to come out. Like, I kind of want to like all the people that I'm watching. And it's, like, you, you. there's a bit of, like, nobility, I guess, lost when you start saying stuff like that. Like... Maybe there's lines that shouldn't be crossed, um, but part of the issue too is that the UFC doesn't seem to know where to draw the line in the sand with stuff like this because the they'll have they'll kind of almost condone or even you know support encourage stuff yeah. stuff that's being said like that, and then you'll have the bus incident or they'll go and they'll set up Drikkis and Sean like two rows apart, and it's like of course Sean is gonna try and jump. Because in the real world, if you said that to someone and you saw them the next day, yeah. you'd probably swing at them, you know? And so that's where my kind of that you know, The
1: seating arrangement is. was fucking arranged. That was Dana on purpose. Said,
2: Dana said it was his fault. Dana said he's the guy who did the seating. He said it in the post press conference. He said it was him who did it. So, yeah. Which I just find wild. But, I mean... I, I, I can't just picture Dana sat there doing the seating arrangements for UFC events, but apparently that's what he spends his time doing.
1: Well, he got he got what he wanted, if that's the case.
2: I, I'm I, glad it, you mentioned nobility, Nathan, because I, I've seen a lot... Like You see this quite often when there's other UFC fighters that don't like the trash talk thing, and they always bring up the fact that martial arts is about respect and stuff like that. And I think we saw a few of them sentiments brought. I can't remember who it was, but somebody was. It might have been Chavta actually. It was, somebody was bringing it up and saying how much they dislike it and that sort of MMA is turning into something that it's Back, the complete opposite runs. of what they got into. Ma- yeah, it's sort of turning completely away what like the cultural sort of um, texture is to martial arts. It's, you know about respect and you know self-reflection and stuff like that. Um, me personally, I'm here at saucepapers and it's exciting. And when the guys actually do truly hate each other, it makes it more exciting.
0: And, you know, I, I do agree with that. It is fun when you see real animosity between guys. Um, but, you know, like you said, there is that cultural context to martial arts where it's it's all about, like, discipline and self-control. Yeah. And there's, like, a... Even if you... As much as you might dislike someone, there there is a, there's some mutual respect. Like, even with, like... You know, I know Colby's, like he's made it a point to be the villain in his whole career. But even, like, after the after the Usman fights, I mean, you saw how respectful he was in defeat, you know? That's even something that even Colby's shown before. So, you know, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised that Colby would go and say something like he did to Leon, but it, it is kind of weird hearing him go even, even lower than he normally does.
1: I think um, in the... Post-fight interview for uh, Bam Rodriguez and Sonny Edwards, the little, the boxing fight that was on, kind yeah. of at the same time. That they they both said like they were asked about that. Like, what uh, what do we do? What what are you gonna? What's the deal with, you know, the stuff that you guys were saying to each other? That that uh, Sunny was saying to you. I'm like, man, like it's like we just talked a second ago. Like, we both know that it's about putting on the show, so. I think, um, it, would it, if it appears to be real, but they kind of act like they're really upset about stuff?
2: I that's know, getting a into professional field.
1: wrestling there.
2: There's a difference, you can tell when it's real and when it's not. Like, yeah. Conor Khabib stuff, there was never for a moment I didn't believe that Khabib absolutely hated everything Conor stood for, everything he said. And his whole outlook and aspect on life and uh, the exact same for connor towards khabib as well and there's there's never any chance of reconciliation between them two ever
0: and, yeah I and just see, I don't know what you mean. and just when you see that outpouring of emotion in the ring like when it was like the end of the third round of the khabib connor fight and Connor said, like, it's just business, mate. And, like, that made Khabib so furious. Like, there was no acting. Yeah. Like, the man, like, he had really blown his top there and was that's, I mean, losing
1: it. That's something that um, I was actually going to mention when you said, when Chief, when he said it's, like, trying to get under somebody's skin. Uh, which, yeah. yeah, definitely, like, um, I, I definitely have some firsthand experience with the type of stuff that Sean Strickland talks about. So... For like it, earlier in my life when I wasn't at the same kind of level of acceptance that like Sean is at, that would definitely have messed me up to the point where I would probably be distracted and lose. But if that were to happen to me now today as I am, like that wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me in the sense that like, it's going to change my, my mindset. It would invigorate me. To where I, I'm i not... This isn't a sport of respect anymore. I genuinely want to hurt you.
2: Which... Played it perfectly. Leon, because... Maybe this is, this is easy to say after that because we know how Colby's performance turned out, but was Colby ready to go to an even lower level than usual because he knew he was going to be a bit flat in the cage? And he thought the only way he could maybe win was to get Leon emotionally invested? Which Leon didn't do at all. He approached it like it was a task. You know, there was no emotion there. He went in there, and he executed a game plan flawlessly. And I think the way I feel about this is, I think like you just like you just said, Leo. I think if you allow other people's words like that to be able to control you emotionally, you kind of within their grasp.
1: Yeah. You know, you and I
2: think it's definitely something I've learnt with age, especially when I was a bit younger. Um, I've never experienced anything like Sean but you know everybody sort of goes through getting picked on or bullied or you know that sort of thing growing up it kind of happens and there's a, you can't even say this phrase anymore because it just sort of gets propelled into sort of outrage culture but there's a phrase we have on the is sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and I honestly feel that's how you kind of have to be in the fight game you know this guy's about to go and try really physically hurt him. there' some words, there some noises he's gonna make of his mouth really gonna you know let body that much
1: yeah uh that's something that has helped me a lot with other just in life in general is the the mentality of like what people say and do to me is a reflection of their character, not mine, so
2: yeah that's emotional maturity you know. So if you wanna
1: you wanna make fun of me for having a really horrible childhood, go ahead, because that just you are the one that sounds like a piece of shit, and
0: absolutely yeah. no one's gonna be on your side. And and yeah, that that oftentimes that mentality is the difference between victory and defeat. Because there are a lot of guys where they let it get to their heads, and then they don't fight like they should, and that's that's the difference. But yep. here, you know, we have an example where Leon is as heated as he got at the press conference. I mean, he was totally measured and disciplined and and like everything you'd want out of a champion, you know, and yeah, he went out and did the job. Yeah.
1: That, uh, but I think like fight sports, just like with my personal experience in the military, it, those types of uh, like macho sort of things, things that are perceived to be very manly and strong, attracts kids that had difficult lives so there's always going to be that kind of fuel for someone else to throw at you unfortunate but that's just what I've seen Mm -hmm. and experienced in my life
2: not only do we know make guys we also do emotional healing as well
1: <laughs> yeah that's actually what the uh, the hard shell tacos show that I do with my cousin that's it's about a lot of that stuff that's exactly what it's about uh, yep uh do we want to I don't know do we want to bear our souls anymore or <laughs> do we want to get to the pics? let's move
0: it along to the picks let's get back on the happy times yeah
1: oh well maybe not happy for you but happy for Chief point totals at the end of the year um I think I did not count two cards here so right now as of right now it's 47 53 before I count
2: I think Uh, didn't we work out last time there was no way he could win anyway even like he got everything right and I got everything wrong
1: yeah, because you both picked the same on the Fight Night card. Oh. Yeah, I think
0: I gained, like, maybe a point or two.
1: Two points. Uh, wait, minus... You gained one point because uh, of the, uh, shot, the Wonder Boy Thompson one.
0: Oh, gotcha, yeah.
1: So, there you go. Chief takes it. I'm going to get that trophy spun up. And I'll find some <laughs> sort of I uh, I don't know if I could get a piece of... Shit, sort of bronze or
0: molded <laughs> as a trophy.
1: He's a shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can actually ship him like cow shit to his front doorstep. Yeah, that. Uh, Congratulations.
1: Here's your prize. Here's your prize. You fucking got no. <laughs> I'm not gonna send. I'm not gonna send you some, dookies.
2: At least send me some shit that isn't native to the UK. I mean, I can go in a million fields and find cow shit. Like,
1: I was gonna go with like, like gorilla or something. Mountain
2: lion shit or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, the piece of shit trophy definitely not yours um, I, I have something lined up but I had something in mind for both of you depending on who would win so we'll, we'll see the Dana
2: White out. trophy
1: the Dana White award for best yeah. MMA picks just his just big red his bold head.
2: shiny head <laughs> oh my
1: God. I might do that actually <laughs> Uh all right, before we do our picks there's a, a Muay Thai card on the twenty second. So that's fun. Alright, end of the year picks. I do have a running order for who like for who's going to the order for us to say them, but I so for fight of the year, I'm starting on this one. This one's uh myself, Nathan and Chief. And then, so the my fight of the year pick, I just said, fuck it, Islam, Volkanovsky. Good. Uh, really easy.
2: The, fir- the first fight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Dude.
0: I think that's a consensus for us. I mean, there was still, I don't think, a fight this year that had the same kind of stakes or the same kind of star power that delivered to that level. <laughs>
2: yeah. I went with, uh, originally I went with um, Usman Hamza. I thought that was another great fight, but yeah, like you said, stakes weren't nearly as heavy in that as uh, Islam Volk.
1: All right. Well, that was easy. So, fighter of the year, I have it, Chief, Nathan, then myself.
2: Ooh, sorry. Fighter of the year. Yes. Oh, this is a relatively easy one. Uh, Leon Edwards, I'm going to say. Um, he managed to beat Usman again. He's managed to beat Colby, albeit a shit Colby in that time, but I think he's been a he's managed to out wrestle Usman in March in the rematch and outstrike him. And then he was able to put an absolute clinic on Colby last weekend. So yeah, I'm going with Edwin. Uh
0: my fighter of the year is Alex Pereira conquering his second division, um, going through Jan blohovich and Yuri proska Two of his at least from his specific style, two of his hardest matchups in that division, you know, Jan being a heavy, very kick-centric fighter, and then Yuri obviously being this very unorthodox, you know, throw the whole kitchen sink at you, kind of samurai style guy. (laughs) That Um, hair was wild. (laughs) That stare-off was wild too. I'm still not over how how epic that stare-off was. So Alex Pereira, light heavyweight champ, is my fighter of the year. Ooh, I... Had that
1: as uh, that was my second pick. It because he took the L from Israel, Adesanya, and then went on to dominate in his next two. But I went with Tom Aspinall, comes back from a major Mm. knee injury to get KO1 in both of his fights versus Tibura and Pavlovich for the interim heavyweight title. That's a really good pick. Yeah. Uh, the new challenger of the year this one's Nathan, myself, then
0: Chief so my upset, or I'm not an upset I'm reading my script my new challenger of the year is uh, Bo Nickel Bo there Nickel? wasn't a whole lot from him this year but just the kind of hype that's and talent that's around him um, just it's, it's hard to deny. and this was a year that seemed a little down in terms of like exciting new guys coming up so I just felt like I had to give it to Bo
1: all right, uh, I kept my one from earlier in the year, from the mid-year, and it's uh, Diego Lopez for a little reminder. Came in on less than a week's notice. Uh, he lost to Mosfar Evloev at uh, on UFC 288. That was Sterling Cejudo. but he came in and he came in on less than a week's notice and gave Evloev a hell of a fight. Comes back to submit Gavin Tucker and won on a fight night card, and then. Murders Pat Sabatini in 90 seconds on UFC
2: 295. Yep, mine is um, Alish Garoff. I'm extremely impressed with the way he's come and dominating you guys with his son most of I think He's going to be very close challenges for the belt in the very near future.
1: Upset of the year. This one's... <clears throat> I'll start this one, then Chief, and then Nathan. Uh, My... I picked a little bit of an un- unorthodox one to start, but I do have an actual fight pick. But the, the unorthodox one is Korean zombie walking away from the sport after getting taking a hard defeat uh, from Max Holloway.
0: So Is that, that an up- upset in the year as in we're all very upset about it? Yes, that's, ex- that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Pretty good.
1: <laughs> um, but... Uh, the, for uh, an actual fight, just one that I thought was really funny was uh, it was a women's fight. Holly Holm uh, getting her ass kicked by uh, Buena Silva on a like a, it was like a nothing card. It's supposed to be this was actually one of one of the few dojo dunce caps that we handed out, where it referred to Buena Silva as a dumb fucking bitch. You lost. You did not understand the assignment. You're supposed to just go in and get your ass kicked for Holly Holm. To pass the tie.
2: Um, my upset this is going to be a weird one. Uh, Izzy versus Pereira. I did not expect um, Izzy to overturn his win against Pereira at the start of the year. Uh, I was extremely surprised when that happened. actually.
0: Yeah, that one was pretty that was surprising. I think in our preview, we hardly said anything about Izzy. We just kind of wrote off him as, oh, yeah, he's, he's probably at the end of his road here. He's going to get knocked out again. And then he won. Uh, my upset of the year is Strickland versus Israel Adesanya. Ooh. And I, I know that there have been larger like odds losses. Like Nunez lost before. Holly Holm had huge numbers. Shevchenko uh, losing to Grosso. But like... like Just the, the visual image of seeing Sean Strickland put Adesanya on the canvas. And... Go on to just dominate him, basically, for five rounds. With that Philly shell, baby. <laughs> I mean, like, you talk about, like, I, like, I did, did not have that on my bingo card. I'll just say that. Definitely like, not. It, it's just one of the wildest images I've ever seen in this sport. So it has to be that for me.
1: Okay. Stoppage of the year. You can have one 4KO and so and submission if you want. Up to you. But uh, Chief, myself, then Nathan.
2: Um, I had to go back and watch this one to remember just how pick it was. But Gage's head kick on was, oh, was absolutely phenomenal. That was a good yeah, one, brutal. Yeah. Um. For so my submission of the year, I went for Grasso submitting Shev- submitting Shevchenko, which I did not see coming in a million months of Sundays.
1: Shit, I forgot that one. Yeah, that was my submission pick uh, at the mid year. So, yeah, I'll carry that one over. I completely forgot about it. But my KO, I picked... I What I expected to be everyone's pick was uh, Saryuken knocking out Daryush. Just recency bias, but I'm going with Aljamain Sterling getting pieced up by Sean
0: O'Malley. That was fun. Oh, it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a... KO and a submission. The submission is easy. It's Grosso and Shevchenko. That was just an insane submission. And then, as aforementioned, my knockout of the year is Emmett versus Mitchell. Maybe recency bias, but like, it's just a simply, just a very simple knockout, a very brutal knockout. And, I mean, as Chief said, very hard to watch. Yep.
1: Alright, for comeback of the year, Nathan Chief and I'll go Last.
0: Uh, my comeback of the year is Edson Barbosa versus, uh, God damn it! I can't remember his first yeah. name. Youssef. Sadiq Yusuf. Sadiq Yusuf. Yeah. Um, uh, to get battered that badly in the yeah. first two rounds. And then the turnaround is his like signature, like wheel kick. I mean, you can't, you can't write the script better. Like script writers need to raise for that one. Yeah, so, definitely. um, that's easy one for me. I had the same one. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. too good. <laughs>
1: All right. Villain of the year. I'll start then Nathan and then chief finishing off. I had two out of this one. The, obviously, I n- picked this or oh. I made this category. What was real,
0: that real quick? Can we can we also include Cap of the year? Is that also a villain thing or is that a, should that be a separate uh, category? Why not both? OK, um,
1: if that's the case, then I can also give a Dunce Cap. <laughs> So the ref- I, this villain thing I picked out because of referee Carrie Hatley letting Bobby Green <laughs> get beat 10 years early into the fucking care home by Jalen Turner. Absolutely aberrant stoppage, or lack of. Yeah.
2: That was a bad one.
1: So for the dunce cap, I guess, would be the doctor in uh, UFC 294. That asked Johnny Walker to stand, do a handstand, spell his own name backwards, and then say the population <laughs> count of Abu Dhabi. In order to continue, up completely ridiculous, and then but allowed a dude to get his balls fucking exploded. Unbelievable!
0: There you go. Mine?
2: Um, was it me, Nathan?
0: Uh, Nathan on this one. Oh, <laughs> mine. Sorry. Yeah, so that, uh, Carrie Hatley was on my list as well. Uh, he gets the Duns Cap of the Year for a- attempted murder in the ring. Um, my villain of the year is Colby Covington, uh, just for his little. Pre- for he, He's a twofold villain. One, his comments he made at the press conference, but two, for also stealing my $75 and delivering the worst main event performance of
1: oh. potentially the year. <laughs> you should, uh, Try to file a lawsuit just for the giggles of it. I should. I really yeah. should. People try to do that with Manny Pacquiao against uh, Floyd Mayweather. Hmm.
0: I, I could be like the the guys from Florida State that are suing the college football playoff for not letting <laughs> them. <in. laughs>
1: What's um? We'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but I, I don't understand the whole situation. But sure, yeah, we'll explain it after. Yeah, Chief, your villain Dunska. Um. Ham- one or both
2: I'm gonna go with Paddy for yeah, I get one. just a scouter and the fact that he acted like he won that last fight before his current one which he most definitely did not and then getting mad at everyone when they told him that he didn't win <laughs> oh yeah he's mine
1: uh, and for hero uh, Chief Nathan then myself
2: oh this one this is gonna be no Um Sean Strickland for me I don't think he's the hero because he's the one we need right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit chaotic, but he, um, I, think he's, I think he's good. I think he's good in his heart. I think he just has a lot of idiotic takes, or shall we say, impensitivity as well, I think.
1: He's an anti-hero.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's Batman. So...
0: My hero of the year is the other Sean, Sean O'Malley, for saving us from the, the boring brain of <laughs> Aljamain Sterling.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, UFC's uh, better when we have exciting yes, champions, so definitely. I'm all for
1: it. Uh, I picked uh, Volkanovski for stepping in on 11 days notice to save UFC 294 just to get murked in round one. Man, thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah, thank you for your service, Volkanovsky. It's a wonderful yeah. thing you did for us, man. That's all I got for categories. Is there any? There's no news really, though, right? Because there's no fights for like a month.
2: Well, Michael Van Page has confirmed. how to nine That's pretty big news that they found him.
0: All right, that's good if if he i really do hope he's got a better uh or at least more more gas in the tank than Asprin did when he got signed by the UFC cuz this just genuinely is one of the guys that uh you know one of the the non UFC organization headliners that absolutely is one of the best in the world and i hope we get to see that on a UFC main card wait who is this getting picked up michael venom page he was in mm. bell for a oh, long time okay. He was on the receiving end of a really terrible knockout, but um, he, uh, he's had so many knockouts of his own that are just, I mean, he really is one of the best strikers on the planet when he's at his A game.
1: So he didn't go to PFL with the rest of Bellator? Or...
0: Well, he's been a free agent, right, Chief, for a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, there was rumors that the PFL had signed him, I think, a couple of, not even a week or so before Dana announced it at the presser. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think it was thought that the UFC had missed out on him, but then Dan just sort of dropped the bombshell, like, with, like, no fanfare at all. He just started announcing the fight for UFC 299, I think it was.
0: Oh, well, by two the way. And
2: he was just, yeah, it was literally what he said. He went, oh, by the way, Michael Nevin Page versus X. Wow.
0: Kevin Holland. Yeah, he's getting... Kevin Holland, that's it. Kevin Holland's, like, tailor-made to show off his skills, so... Good night, sweet prince. Yeah, I was about to say, rest in peace, man.
1: Hopefully, uh, what's that fucking asshole's name? Kerry Hatley. I hope he's not your referee. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't think we have anything else. Well, then, let's get this shit wrapped up with a pretty Christmas bow. Oh... Okay, um, mentioned Hardshell Tacos, about other not-fight stuff. Uh, but the boxing one, besides boxing, if you want to check out either of these, go to lvxmedia.net. <clears throat> there, if you go there, you hit the ultimate fucking casual thing, the button. There's a phone number that you can call or text. It goes straight to voicemail. It's anonymous. I don't know who you are unless you tell me. So, that's fun. Uh, I put that on the, the... I don't know if I should be putting that on the political show. Seems like it's asking for trouble. <laughs> uh, but uh, social media stuff. LVX Media Net for everything. If you can't find it, we're not on it. Um, there is... We're st- we still need some merch designs. Haven't had time to sit down and do it. But, yeah. Uh, I think all throughout the week we had every show release an episode so a lot of other stuff to check out but I think that's gonna do it for us for the rest of the year but uh, Johnny Walker uh, is having his uh, he's getting the rematch on the 6th I think that's the first fight of the year that's January what 13th 6th from what I saw okay okay uh, right, that's gonna do it. Parting words, gentlemen, last words of the year?
2: Uh, have a Merry Christmas, everyone, and a full passenger. Pure.
1: <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, fellas. All right. Thank you all for listening. We will see you when uh, it's time to sit on Johnny Walker. Is that. Do you pause on that? I think you pause on that. Probably should pause. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you then.